Get the best odds on all the big games this March. Download the Circus Sports Iowa app today. KXNO's Thirsty Thursday continues now with the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show. Presented by Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. Here's your host, Jared Stansberry. Welcome to the first edition of the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show. Presented by Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive of the 2020 season. We finally made it. It seems like it's been 10 years since we got to watch the Cyclones lose to Notre Dame in the Camping World Bowl down in Orlando in a game that obviously left a, a sour taste in in all of our mouths and uh, left a lot of us feeling really frustrated. And I'm going to talk a little bit about some of that stuff here in this first segment, but I do want to say what we've got coming up here today on the program. Chris Williams and Brent Bloom uh, sat down with Tim Mullen from Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive to make their picks for some of the big games of the weekend and tell you guys about some of the stuff that they've got going on out there at Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive. And, and I, and I want to say early on in this show just how much we appreciate Tim. Uh, he has been doing this show in, in Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive has been one of the sponsors, if not the presenting sponsor of this show, especially in the fall, for as long as I've been doing this here at Cyclone Fanatic and been part of this Cyclone Fanatic radio show, which I want to say now this is my sixth year of, of being one of the, the primary, uh, I don't know, cast members, I guess would be the best way to put it. But, uh, man, Tim is, Tim is awesome. And, um, and we, we would truly appreciate all of his contributions to Cyclone Fanatic over the years. And then after that, I had an opportunity to talk earlier in the day on Thursday with, uh, Matt Miguez from the Rage and Review podcast. I went on their show earlier in the week, talked for over an hour about the Cyclones with those guys, uh, and gave them some insight on Iowa State. Matt was gracious enough to give me about 20 minutes of his time, and you'll hear that later on in the show. We talked all about, uh, how, you know, how the, the folks down in Louisiana are perceiving this game, uh, how excited they are to, to get an opportunity to play against a, a Big 12 team coming off the best season in their program's history. Talked a lot about Levi Lewis, their senior quarterback, their run game, uh, the effect that the, the loss, the untimely loss and, and tragic loss of uh, their offensive line coach, DJ Looney. Uh, early last month and a lot of other stuff. So I really appreciate Matt giving me some time to, to sit and talk about, uh, about Louisiana. And it was a, it was a lot of fun to get that. So that'll be coming up in segment number three. But first you're going to hear from me here for, for just a little bit while I talk, uh, talk some Iowa State football. And, um, you know, I think as we get closer to this game on Saturday, an 11 a.m. kick at Jack Trice Stadium, uh, it's going to be the first Saturday game on ESPN. Uh, get the college football or college game day lead in. Uh, and it's going to be a game between two teams that I think are, uh, are poised to have really, really big seasons. Um, it would not shock me at all. And I could talk about what my prediction are and all that kind of stuff. And, and that'll be in our staff picks tomorrow. I do think Iowa State will win this game in a, in a close one, but I, I, it would not shock me at all if Louisiana ended up running the table in the Sun Belt, uh, later on in this season. This is going to be a really good team. But the other thing is I think that this is a really good Iowa State team as well. And the reasons I think that, number one, we all felt really good going into the 2019 season. We thought that the Cyclones had an opportunity to have a breakout year, really take things to the next level and compete for a spot in that Big 12 title game. But, you know, as we reflect on that uh, 365 days or obviously more than that later, I think we jumped the gun a little bit. 
And, and the reason that I say that is that team was still, it had some key pieces coming back, but it was still so young. And, uh, it was just a, it was a squad that had so many young pieces and so, so many young players that were, were playing major roles that, you know, they had to have a, a year where, where they kind of, learned what it took to win and especially what it learned it took to win in close games and what it was going to take to uh to win a championship and uh now when you look at that two deep that iowa state released on wednesday uh there's obviously still a lot of guys who in the grand scheme of things are young players um you know brock purdy is 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 this uh junior now uh, he's still a, a relatively young guy, but like, there's not many seniors on this roster. I think there was only four seniors on the two deep for uh, the Iowa State offense. Um, but then you just look at all the pieces that he's got around him, whether it's Tariq Milton or Sean Shaw or Brees Hall or Trevor Downing or Colin Newell. There are some cornerstone pieces for this team uh, on the offensive side of the ball that I feel like it it's going to give them an opportunity to potentially avoid some of that slow start that Iowa State has been hampered with uh, in the first four years of the Matt Campbell era. Um, it, it feels like there's less room for them to have to come out and be vanilla, especially when you think about the team that they have to play. There's no room to be vanilla like they were in that game against Northern Iowa to start the 2019 year where it felt like they ran the same plays over and over again for the first three quarters, and then it was like, oh, crap, this team might actually be able to beat us. I don't think that that's going to be there with this Iowa State team. Uh, you look at the tight ends that they've got. I mean, there's just, there's so much talent on this roster. And then, it's, and then you look at the defensive side and right from the jump, I think that this is a defense that has the potential to be really, really good. The reasons I think that are obvious. You bring back Jaquan Bailey, who is going to be the all-time leader in sacks. Uh, all of those guys along the defensive line have at least some experience. The 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 one, or really the two noted ones that don't, Latrell Bankston, National Defensive Junior College Player of the Year a season ago at Hutchinson, Kansas, Hutchinson Community College down in Kansas, uh, and then Josh Bailey, Jaquan's older brother, or uh, twin brother, I suppose, uh, who has really not gotten much of an opportunity to play during his, his time at Iowa State, but he's still a redshirt senior. He's a guy who's been around the program for a long time. He's not someone who's going to have to come in and learn on the fly. And then if whether it's Isaiah Lee that beats him out at that position battle. Isaiah Lee started in that game against West Virginia two seasons ago, one that all of us remember, the Juicy Wiggle game, one of the, the most fun games that I've ever had an opportunity to cover in my time at Iowa State. And Isaiah Lee was thrust into a position as a, a true freshman uh, where he was going to have to play a key role. And he, he did an outstanding job, and uh, I think that he's prepared to step into a, a big role this year. Then you look at that next level of the defense where you've got Mike Rose and Orion Vance, who are both going to be juniors and uh, have been – obviously had – Mike had that outstanding true freshman season. Orion came in and kind of burst onto the scene last year as a redshirt sophomore. Uh, and then the guy that's going to be next to them is Jake Hummel. And uh, Jake Hummel is a is a really cool story because of the fact that he was just a uh, you know a special teams contributor, a guy who probably could have been a starting linebacker for a lot of teams in college football, uh, and he stuck it out. And now he's going to get his opportunity as a true senior uh, to finally get out there and play for the Cyclones on every down. I'm really excited uh, to get Jake to see Jake get an opportunity uh, to showcase his skills. And then you look at the two cornerback positions where you've got guys in Anthony Johnson and Tavon Kyle and Datron Young who have all played 
a lot of time for Iowa State. Obviously, Anthony Johnson, he was thrown into that fire as a true freshman, uh, having to go out there and play a lot of snaps in that same game. Uh, he had some really big plays. And then last year, you see that evolution where he takes it to the next level. I expect him to make another jump going into his junior year. And then, you know, the safeties, Lawrence White, Greg Eisworth, two of the guys that are, are cornerstones of this Iowa State defense. And, uh, it's, I'm just so excited to, to watch them get out there and play. And then this, I'm telling y'all that this Aishim Young kid who is gonna, who is, is listed as, as a starter or starter with Arnold Azuna at the star spot. Keep your eyes on him. He's a heck of a player. He's a guy that I think uh, Iowa State got an absolute steal in um, when they were able to sign him in the the 2018 recruiting class after he'd had some legal troubles and things like that that prevented him to going from going to Penn State uh, as a member of the 2017 recruiting class. Uh, I, I think that that defense is going to be salty from the jump. For that reason, you know, I know that people down in Louisiana are really confident, but I'm not sure that they truly understand what they're about to be walking into when you look at this Iowa State defense, how experienced they are in the front seven, uh, how experienced they are on the back end. That Louisiana rushing attack is going to come up here. They're going to run the ball. They're going to run the ball early. They're going to run it often, and they are going to keep trying to pound it. Uh, I think that Iowa State's going to do everything they can to try and make them one-dimensional and have to rely on an inexperienced group of receivers uh, that they have, and then you know you're going to put a lot of trust into Anthony Johnson, Tavon Kyle, Detron Young, whoever that may be, uh, to go out there and do their job and do it at a very high level. I feel really good about this game on Saturday. I'm super excited. I can't wait to continue to break it down more. I know that Brent and Chris and Tim are going to do that, and then I'm going to do that with Matt Miguez from Rage and Review Podcast later on in the show. Thanks everybody for tuning in tonight. It's going to be a fun one, and we'll be right back here on the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Program presented by Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive on the Moines. Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Hey guys, it's Williams here from Cyclone Fanatic on behalf of my friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive. They've been a part of the Cyclone Fanatic radio show here Thursday nights on KXNO for a really long time. We're, we're talking like half a decade now. They're great supporters of what we do, and in return, we like to do the same to them. That's why anytime I need any electronics, anything like that, I call my friend Tim Mullen at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive. Not only do I get the best service in town, but they're Cyclone Fanatic supporters, big time. Give our friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive a call today and tell them Cyclone Fanatic sent you. Look no further for your next vehicle than the number one dealer for all brands, Carl Chevrolet. All month long, save as much as up to 21% off on a variety of new Chevrolets. Or qualified buyers can receive 0% for 84 months on select new 2020 Chevrolet models when financed through GM Financial. And don't forget about the great zero-down sign-and-drive lease offers on select new Chevys. Find new roads and experience why more Iowans choose to drive a Chevy from Carl Chevrolet. Or find details and pricing online at carlchevrolet.com. Plus, follow us on Facebook to keep up with all the great things we have going on this month. Proven to be worth the trip from anywhere for over 40 years. Carl Chevrolet, I-35, exit 90, in Ankeny, at The Rock. Your dealer for life, Carl Chevrolet. 
Gershman Mortgage, the Midwest's premier mortgage lender, is proud to be a part of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home, a vacation home, maybe you're going to upgrade or remodel that existing home, you can even refinance your current mortgage. Gershman Mortgage is here to help. With over 60 years in the mortgage industry, we have security, experience, and unmatched service. Visit our Ankeny office. Call 515-964-5952. Visit Gershman.com to get pre-approved today. Gershman Mortgage, NMS. LS number 138063, 1200 Southwest State Street, Suite E, Ankeny, Iowa, 50023, Equal Housing Lender. This year has brought challenges unlike any other, but if there's one thing we can count on, it's that Cyclones come together in times of need. Through the Forever True for Iowa State campaign, an initiative by the Iowa State University Foundation, Cyclones everywhere are helping to reach the unprecedented $1.5 billion goal. More than 89,000 donors have participated, including 30,000 first-time donors. The gifts thus far total more than $1.35 billion. The campaign has achieved an amazing amount of success thanks to gifts of every size. Learn more at forevertrueisu.com. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network is now fueled by the Mississippi River Distilling Company. It is located in Leclerc, Iowa, and owned by Cyclones. In fact, one of them even used to be Cy. People ask us all the time, how can they help out at Cyclone Fanatic? Well, here's a way. You can pick up a delicious bottle of Cody Road bourbon or the very popular Iowish cream liqueur. Cyclone Fanatic is proud to be fueled by Cody Road. So cheers to our friends at the Mississippi River Distilling Company. And go Cyclones! Cyclone Fanatics, the job world is a competitive place, and at all times you need to dress for success. This is exactly why you should stop into Mr. B Clothing down at 1995 Northwest 86th Street in Clive and see my buddy Tim Sitzman. Now, Mr. B Clothing is a longtime supporter of CycloneFanatic.com, but is also unmatched when it comes to the men's clothing game in Des Moines. The Mr. B staff is friendly, fun, they're very knowledgeable, and trust me, these guys will get you looking good for that next job interview, wedding, or just your everyday wardrobe. When you stop into Mr. B Clothing, be sure to tell them thank you for supporting CycloneFanatic.com. It's not whether you win or lose. It's whether you serve pork at your tailgating party. Hi, I'm Dave Struthers, and I'm here to remind you that Iowa pig farmers like me work hard year-round so you have safe, wholesome pork for the football season. Whether it's pulled pork sandwiches, ribs, or chops, nothing says tailgating better than pork. This message brought to you by Iowa Pork Producers through the Pork Checkoff. Make your tailgating delicious. Learn more at iowapork.org. Hey guys, it's Williams here for the Iowa Clinic and the Iowa Clinic Men's Center. This is not just a standard like, oh, I'm going to endorse the Iowa Clinic. No, this is real. I've gone to the Iowa Clinic now for, well, basically since I moved up here. So we're pushing a decade now. Dr. Nicholson in Ankeny is my go-to guy, but I've also had other stuff, you know, specialists I have to go to, all that stuff, and you know why I need to go see the specialist, because I'm a man, and I go to the doctor, because I want to be there for my two little girls, I want to be able to walk them down the aisle, I want to be there to hold their babies and be a grandpa someday, be a man, go to the doctor, iowaclinic.com, tell them that Chris Williams and Cyclone Fanatic sent you their way. This pony needs a new home. 
Wild Rose Casino and Resort Jefferson has an exclusive drawing for our VIPs. Earn entries now for your shot at a new Ford Mustang Fastback. But this ride can only go home with select Club Wild members. Check your status today when you play at Wild Rose Casino and Resort Jefferson. You'd rather be here. Must be 21 or older. If you or someone you know needs gambling treatment, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. All right, guys, welcome back. Cyclone Fanatic Radio here on KXNO. A little bit of a different vibe this year. We're not hanging out in a bar, but that's not the end of the world. We are. Uh, and we're going to throw it back to Stansbury here for the next segment. But we are hanging out in the Cyclone Fanatic home office in the beautiful city of Bondurant, where yours truly, Brent Bloom, and Tim Mullen from Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive all reside. A little bit of a different feel this year. A little bit, but little bit. very you know, homey. Very homey. It, what do you think of the Cyclone Fanatic home office? Oh, this is uh, the world headquarters. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Maybe we should it, it change is. it to that. I like that. The Cyclone Fanatic yeah. world You've headquarters. Yeah, right. Yeah, in the spirit of like Doctor Evil, something like that. Not to compare you two, but yeah, no, I, I, no. The drive was nice. <laughs> two minutes. Yeah, two minutes. Of, yeah. Bloom, did you just walk? Yeah, I did today. Yeah. Got, got well, in my uh, got 400, steps in. 400 steps. <laughs> well, Tim, uh, appreciate you guys stepping up to the plate and sponsoring the show again. Absolutely. Love you guys. And I know that um, it's just been interesting for everybody. You guys were shut down for a while. but yeah. Doing it, okay, though, right? Doing great. Uh, Good. It, it, it's been, I mean, 2020, man. What do you guys think? Let's get it over. <laughs> yeah. uh, not, not a fan. <laughs> yeah, it's this been, been uh, the worst. It, it is... Uh, hands down, the most unpredictable, uh, just shocking one turn after another type of year for us. So, yeah, we, we shut down for a little while. We just wanted to make sure that uh, we saw a lot of best practices coming from a lot of different uh, you know retail locations and things of that nature. And we wanted to take care of our staff and we wanted to take care of our customers. And we thought the best way to do that was to shut down for a while, really get a hold of what the CDC protocols were, Really, you know, thorough cleaning to the store and get a routine and get a process going so that we knew when we felt comfortable opening back up, we weren't doing things on the fly. Yeah. And I, I'm really proud of our company for doing that. Uh, you you know, sound like Bill Finnelly. That's well, good. That's a compliment. Yeah. Thank you. I, actually, I, I uh, know how highly you think of Bill, yeah, so I appreciate that. It, it was great. The best part about it was is... You know, 80-plus years of tradition in Nebraska for Inchmart. We've never laid anybody off. We can still probably say that. Wow. Uh, it's so cool. Nobody lost their job during this recent uh, situation. And, you know, now we're we're taking care of our customers, too. We've followed up the, with the mandate of a lot of retail locations. We're asking folks to wear masks. But, uh, you know, the interesting thing for us is not having been the first people to do that. It's not been shocking to anybody. So they pretty much come in and go, oh, nope, I got mine in here in my pocket. And we move on about our day. They feel safe. Our employees feel safe. Do you guys have, like, masks? Like, in, like I have strategically placed masks in different spots <laughs> in case I forget mine. Yeah. Oh, but I got one over there. Yeah. All the cars, two or three yeah. of them, my desk, yeah. countertop by the keys. Yeah. But from a business standpoint, you're in an interesting spot as a retail store. Yeah. Because a lot of what you do, people want to feel and touch. And yeah do all that stuff how, how have you handled that and sure it's probably a process when you're when you're in that that sales market where people want to see what they're buying i mean i know yeah. contactless is a big 
buzzword, yeah. but that's easier when you're buying a Big Mac. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, you know, and, and we have contactless situations. For example, when you don't have to sign for things anymore, things and it's a lot of standard stuff. A lot of retailers are doing, Brent. But to your point, you know. We're, we're, we bumped up our cleaning cycles, bumped up, you know, following the CDC guidelines on what our cleaning habits need to be, the products we need to be using. Um, really put an amazing effort into the crews we're working with. Uh, you know, electrostatic cleanings is kind of the, the, the key word now, but really kind of an air dusting of disinfectant across the products. And, you know, at the end of the day, we got hand washed or, uh, you know, sanitizing stations all over the place. Uh, you know, so we're really trying to provide. And, and for example, if you do come into the store and you don't have your mask readily available, we're just giving them away. Uh, you know, we're not looking to, you know, uh, turn any profit off people that don't have. Sure. We just want people to be safe. So, and it, it was interesting that the, the, the cycle of, uh, sales in the last six months has been, again, it's nothing I've ever seen in 25 years mm-hmm. of retail, but, uh, the thing we felt about opening back up is there was a lot of people that needed products for home offices and, you know, your, your home became your sanctuary in the last six months. And, you know, if you had something go down, uh, you know, I always joke about it with my wife right now. I, I think we should start having trash pickup three times a week <laughs> yeah. uh, because with my, I have three children that are home all the time. And it's like the, the things that we used to take for granted because you weren't home that often. That's not how it is anymore. Well, so people well, need things. And then the derecho highlighted the need for uh, operational yeah. fridges and freezers and yeah. all of that. I mean, not directly, yeah, no, totally. but but you realize, man, I could maybe use an upgrade in this area. Yeah, and you know, once again for Nebraska Furniture Mart, I was very proud of them. Uh, you know, we had the, you know, there's been two real times that I can remember. We had horrible floods, '93. Everybody remember that. And a few years ago, it was really bad. And and when our company things like that happen, we step forward. You know, most of the time when you get into retail situation, they're going to offer up like a financing offer or pricing, but very rarely do they include them together. And our, our marketing team really did a great job of coming together and saying, what can we do to help the community and put some really good packages together, offering financing, discounted rates, if you're in affected areas. Because again, we're really not looking to turn a buck off those people. We're really looking if, you know, uh, for example, one of my own employees, he lost his entire house. Ugh. Uh, and, and, and it was just a devastating situation. And for some of those folks that lost some of those items they needed, again, essentials, washer, dryer, range, fridge, you know, have a kitchen going, uh, needing new flooring, things like that. It's, I'm just really proud of our company stepping up and offering up a deal that was truly a deal and not a, uh, you know, an opportunity to take advantage of things. So, all right. Should we talk some football? Yes. Please. It, uh, Finally. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Let's do about time. It's been so long. So we do the picks every year. Yeah, I think it's going to be really difficult this year. Like I, I, I really, I the, right. going into week one here. I have a working theory I want to run by you guys, like I always do. I have one too, um, but I'll let you go first. But like I just, I think it's really. I, I'm expected to come on kicks, you know, tomorrow and do my locks of the week, and I, I'm tempted to just be like, hey, there aren't any locks in week one because I don't know, uh, and we don't even know. Who's available? Well, I mean, we're doing these shows on Thursday nights. I mean, we could get, like, COVID reports on Friday. Like, yeah. you know? Absolutely. So we don't really know. Take your time. Yeah. I th- Is that your theory? No. Wait, I wait mean, until I, the last second I, to place your bet. That's not my theory, but yes. I will, I will add that to my theories. Yeah. Okay. What is your – what do my, you want to run by us? My theory here uh, during COVID is – the good teams will be really good, and the bad teams will be really bad. That's fair. So and we, just, we've kind of seen that already. Right. I mean, if yeah. you think about it, if you're going to mail it in 
and you're, you're you don't have a whole lot of motivation this year more than any. You're not going to have any motivation. You, you saw you saw like the Navy BYU is a good example. That game was a bummer. Well, it was you know one team clearly was good and one wasn't, and but you don't know that in the week one. I mean that's the thing. It's like I, that's why I think these numbers, yeah. these lines will get bigger and bigger as you figure out which teams are are actually capable and want to play. Yeah, given the way Navy runs their program, I know Perry's gone, but I mean, given the way they run that triple option, did you ever think that was going to be like 50-3 to three no. was the final or something? No. I was no. so excited for that game. I'm like, BYU, too. what a scrappy team. Navy, yeah. what a fun team to watch. Then it's like 21 to nothing, and I was like, Man, NBA finals. There we go. Yeah. I, I, I think you might be on something. Mine, too, and, and I want to – Really quick, promote this. DraftKings is uh, and Wild Rose Casinos stepping up and sponsoring this. Todd Kirk and I are now. It should be on the the Cyclone Fanatic podcast feed already. We're going to do a gambling show every Thursday on our podcast feed. We're not necessarily doing picks like this, but we're just going to talk about like gambling trends and stuff that we're seeing. And I talked a lot today about live betting. Like I, I kind of feel like early on, if I was really trying to make some money. I mean, can I really feel that confident in, you know, North Carolina laying twenty two and a half over Syracuse? You know, like I no, mean, there's you, just so you might be able to judge really early. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And we saw that Monday night. Like you, it didn't. It, it did in a lot long. of these games that we've seen so far, I mean, it's pretty clear one team is sharp and the other isn't, and that's not always going to be the case, but. I mean, I, if I were you guys, and if if you have like a certain cash roll, you don't need to go crazy in week one. Yeah, I, I just think even something watching Hard Knocks every week, the difference in preparation between two NFL franchises, yeah, yeah. how reflective that's been between the Chargers and the Rams. Yeah. And I mean, we'll see. I mean, week one's a, the hard; it's hard, but yeah. I mean, I, Chris, that's a good theory. All right. Well, I did my best to come up with some games for us for this week, but hey, we're not going to complain. It's college football, right? Are we, we going to talk about who won last year, though? Um, mm, nope. Alright, first game for this week. <laughs> Tim, you've won two years in a row. No, that's correct. Congratulations. Thank you, I appreciate it. Congratulations. My ego is stroked. We can now move on. Actually, don't make fun of me. Uh, Bloom and Jack Whipper will. Uh, I'm looking forward to this Coastal Carolina-Kansas game. <laughs> yeah. And I really am. I think it'll be a co- Coastal Carolina. Uh, Bloom, we've hung out on their campus. Yeah, it's a nice campus. What, what's it called? What are they called? The the Chanticleers? Chanticleers. The Chanticleers. Which is a mythical creature. Um, they are seven-point dogs at Kansas. Now, this line has drastically moved. It, they were like three-and-a-half-point dogs to open. Okay. Big money on Kansas right now. Yeah. Uh, they have some COVID issues. The Jayhawks do? Yeah. I'm going to take the Chanticleers, and I might even take them to win outright. I'm I'm anti Les Miles. I think if you're going to tell like, hey, hey Williams, name a head coach that's probably not um, adapting well to the COVID lifestyle. Les Miles is my guy. Can you see Les Miles being like, hey guys, you know, uh, just no, just follow the, the process answer, yeah. here. You know, he's going to be like, oh, these masks Screw are stupid. This. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm anti Les Miles here. I like Coastal Carolina at plus seven. Yeah, uh Coastal Carolina, good baseball team. Uh very good baseball team. We don't uh, follow college baseball. Wanna, no, they won a college yeah. World series yeah. a couple years back. Very good baseball. Just saying like we're Iowa State fans. Well, we don't pay. Also, Coastal Carolina trivia, Dustin Johnson. 
PGA uh, oh, FedEx oh. Cup champion. Which FedEx Cup champion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I'll take Kansas at home. Wow. Yeah. Laying the seven. Uh, Less miles. I'll, I'll, I think this is two or three touchdowns. Whoa. Yeah. All right, boom. I'm excited. Less miles this year. Big 12 football Saturday. Jayhawks, uh, Coastal Carolina. Uh, don't know much about uh, Coastal Carolina. I'll also ride the Jayhawks at home. I think uh-huh. home teams are an advantage. Well, I'm off to a good start. Yeah. Uh, Bloom, the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame are 20-point favorites over Duke. This is uh, part and parcel of my early season theory. Uh, take the really good teams, and yeah. Notre Dame is really, really good. <laughs> this thing gets out of hand. I'm with you. Duke. Duke. I don't know. Duke is always that uh, weird upside big, team. You're a big Coach K guy. You know, I am. Uh, David Cutcliffe's a hell of a coach. He is. Give me 20 points because I don't really like Notre Dame. I'll take Duke. That's fair. Give me the 20. I All think right. Notre Dame dark horse playoff. Give them a conference. I'll take, they get... I'll take Notre Dame, too. Um, all right, Tim. We'll, we'll, ACC, another ACC conference game. Yeah. In Chapel Hill. feel very strongly about the, this one. The Carolina Tar Heels are 22.5 point favorites over Syracuse. Yeah. I got North Carolina all day here. Mac Brown, two, Dino three years Babers? You're no. not impressed by Dino Babers at this point? I haven't seen enough. I think Mac. Do you see Mac Brown's recruiting numbers right now? Been good. I mean, you know, he's. It's just. I don't know. It's one of those things where I think uh, they really lucked out getting a coach like him available at the time, and I think he's taking that program. And uh, I mean, he has no Mitch Trubisky on his staff this year, but uh, he's he's pretty good. Normally, I would take Dino Babers here. I really like him, but they they had all their like drama. They got those, Syracuse has some drama right now. You know, like a little. I, I feel like Mac Brown, like, so a lot of people I can hear him yelling at the radio. What's the difference between him and Les Miles in this scenario? Mac seems like a lot more of like a really laid back dude. Like, yep. he kind of let your your assistants do their jobs, that type of deal. Yeah. More of a Herm Edwards at Arizona State than a, than what Les Miles is doing. He's a leader of leaders. Yeah. Yep. I, I like North Carolina here, too. I, there's a reason that line is nearing 24 points. Yeah, and here's the reason. Syracuse has no idea if the running backs are going to play or not. They may or may not have both opted out of COVID due to COVID. Um, so bet, if you, you're saying, Bloom, if you want to bet this game, bet it now? Yeah, or, or maybe they'll show up. I, I mean, I guess I don't know. Maybe they'll I, show up I, and you're getting value. Right. Um, but North Carolina quarterback freshman last year, Howell, threw for like almost 4,000 yards as a freshman. Again, back to my theory. I like teams that return good quarterbacks because I think that's vital in the COVID era. Just to be clear. That's why I like Notre Dame, too. Ian Book's good quarterback. I like Howell. Just to be clear, if you're listening to us right now, I would go with the person who knows what he's talking about in week one, which appears to be Bloom, and I would go against whatever I'm doing currently because I haven't looked at anything and I'm guessing on all this. 22.5 still a lot against the Power 5 program. In Syracuse, you know, they're okay, but I think North Carolina has a chance to be... Little sneaky good this year. Yeah, Kansas State is hosting Arkansas State uh, minus ten and a half. Arkansas State's played a game. Yeah, that's that's what's interesting here. What's the crowd scenario in Manhattan? Do we know? Kansas has nobody. I think K State. I don't know. Okay, it doesn't matter if there is crowd. It's it's not going to be many people. Uh, give me Arkansas State to cover Kansas State to win. I just. Kansas State's not going to blow out many people. Four new offensive linemen for K-State. This could be a dark horse upset. Yeah, I, I was going to say, to me, Arkansas State's the place where you know five-star players go after they got in trouble. 
I mean, there's always a, like to your point, there's always a sneaky good player on that team that you're going to hear a story about, like they could have gone here, were set to go there, and it didn't work out. Uh, so I think there's probably some kind of like Iowa State basketball during the Hoiberg era. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, no, yeah, trouble. That's oh. fair. Trouble. That's fair. I'll take the points here. <laughs> yeah, as well. they didn't really get in trouble, trouble but either. they ended up there for some reason or another. <laughs> yeah, I'll take I did a whole podcast series on that. Um, I watched all that Arkansas State Memphis game again. I have a life here, and. They were okay. They weren't great. Memphis didn't even play that great and still covered Memphis, comfortably. Yeah. I think K-State, I know Memphis is good. they got a good offense. K-State wins this game by 17. Okay. Bloom's cutting against the grain. Maybe, really, honestly, the game of the week in college football, Iowa State and Louisiana. The Ragin' Cajuns. I... Uh, Go to the Psych One Fanatic podcast feed. You can check out from yesterday. I interviewed the voice of the Raging Cajuns. Um, they're good. There's no doubt in my mind. Uh, thing is, I think Iowa State's pretty good, too. And I think that, dare I say, the Cyclones come out of the gate much better in 2020. I feel like Campbell, you know, I am I, overanalyzing this. I know, guys, but I do feel like Campbell has, has really had... COVID by the tail, I guess. I, I think that this program is in a good spot mentally based off of everything that it's gone through. I like Iowa State by 14 or 17 points in this one. I'll take the Cyclones to cover against a team that the folks down there in Louisiana, if you read in their headlines, they think they can run the table and go undefeated this year. That's how good they think they're going to be. Wow. Yeah. Their only losses last year, Tim – Two losses to Appalachian State. It was ranked in the top 25 both times. Absolutely. And an SEC team in Mississippi State. Wow. So, like, this is a the 11 and 3 last year, 7 and 1 in the Sun Belt. We'll probably win the Sun Belt this year. Elite quarterback, two really good running backs, uh, really good front seven defensively. But I'm still, I, I'm, I'm going with my gut here. I think Iowa State's an 8 and 2, 9, nine and 1 type football team. Give me the clones. Couple scary things for me: a quarterback who can make things happen when he's not throwing the ball. That's yes. always frightening in an early season game against a talented team. Anyway, experience at a lot of positions for Louisiana. Also scary because they know what they're doing. The no crowd situation plays an impact. I don't think it's intimidating going into Jack Trice Stadium as much as it might be if that's a full house. That said, the the Sun Belt has not proven to me to be a legitimate enough conference in regards to its defensive ability. And if Iowa State's as good as we think they are with Brock Purdy, who put up unbelievable, like not talked about enough, the numbers he put up last year should have enough weapons. I think I think Louisiana can get to 20s in the 20s, but I think Iowa State's closer to 40. He's like 38-21. Alternative sport information here. Uh, Louisiana, <laughs> great softball team. Lafayette, Raging Cajuns. Uh, perennial, perennial team in the small world. world series. I was, I was for some reason I was I was researching them the other night yeah. and like one of the like newspapers down there had like drone footage of the Raging Cajun Athletic Complex yeah. and yeah. I saw their softball field, beautiful field, B- yeah, big time, yeah, they're no, no joke, big time, no joke program. Yeah, you know, uh, it, it's interesting what you're saying, Bloom. Uh, to me, the one thing about this game is, I think the crowd, I think if it's going to affect anybody more, it'll be Iowa State. Because I'm, I'm, I'm thinking Louisiana doesn't play in front of as large a crowd as, you know. So I just don't think it affects them that much. But I will tell you this. 
if where Iowa State is going to be this year where we think they all can wind up, this is a game they have to win. And if they have to win it, it can't be close. They can't let this be a close game. To me, they have to put their foot on the throat sure. and they have to run them. Uh, I just I think there's too much experience with Purdy back there. Uh, he's got great weapons to throw to on the side. I just I you know it's what ten and a half or eleven we had eleven and a half. I, that, so we're talking two touchdowns there. It has to be at least two touchdowns to feel good about the rest of the season. So I think I think uh, Purdy gets him there. Well, shout out to again our a new sponsor of ours, DraftKings Sportsbook at Wild Rose Casino in Jefferson. Um, the one thing I really like about betting on that app is you can basically cash out. Before the game starts, so, and, <laughs> so yeah. you don't live here. So you have to eat the juice. But I, I think like if you're a guy like me, normally I like to jump on lines on like Monday night. Yeah, because I like to Sunday night, Monday night I'll jump on them. And sometimes you're stuck. Well, at least with that one, like you can just back out if there's a COVID thing and you can eat yep. the juice. And and I'm, yeah. And you can follow throughout the game to see how you're doing. Yes. Yeah, no, it's uh, interesting times, but this will be a fun season. We're going to make the best of it. I think we'll um, maybe start to – well, Tim's in charge of the picks from here on out. Maybe even sprinkle some NFL in if you want. We'll, That'd be great. Yeah. But Speaking no. of NFL, uh, you know, guys, my Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, tonight? About rain, ready to kick off tonight. Begin their reign against the Houston Texans. Uh, I just uh, – I what, Casey by three or four touchdowns wow. tonight. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. Very well, get on out. Um, hey, it's not too late to go get a new uh, game day TV. No, not at all. Out at Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive. No, please come see us. We've got a lot of good things going on. Uh, again, great opportunities, still great financing offers. Uh, we're there to take care of you, you know, whatever you got going on. And if you got, you know, storm damage, things like that, come see us. We'll, we'll take care of you and do the right thing by you. But thanks uh, thanks for having us again this year, Chris. Bloom will be – thank you, Tim. Bloom yeah. will be um, all over the Learfield stuff coming up this weekend. And um, – We'll have our Psycho and Fanatic pregame show powered by Iowa Pork starting. What time will that be? 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock here on KXNO, and then you can flip it on over to the bus where Bloom and Bruns will have network pregame starting at 9. All right. Uh, When we come back, Jared Stansbury, uh, he's got a UNLV. Not a UNLV, jeez. He's got a Louisiana beat writer. That's what he's got. He's got an insider on the Raging Cajuns, and that's coming up next here on 1460 KXNO. At 106.3 FM. Hey, y'all. Brent Bloom here. Let me tell you about my friends at Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive. They have a giant new store that they opened up about a year and a half ago. They're in West Clive, right near the Waukee border, my old stomping grounds. And they can help you out with any of your needs. In fact, with a larger warehouse now, a larger selection, they have many items right there at the store. In fact, my mom just needed some new appliances recently. It was an easy call to make. Told her to call Tim Mullen and the guys and gals over at Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive. And always ask for the price match. They'll help you out. There's something competing out there. Check out our Cyclone Fanatic friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. Look no further for your next vehicle than the number one dealer for all brands, Carl Chevrolet. All month long, save as much as up to 21% off on a variety of new Chevrolets. Or qualified buyers can receive 0% for 84 months on select new 2020 Chevrolet models when financed through GM Financial. And don't forget about the great zero-down sign-and-drive lease offers on select new Chevys. Find new roads and experience why more Iowans choose to drive a Chevy from Carl Chevrolet. Or find details and pricing online at carlchevrolet.com. Plus, follow us on Facebook to keep up with all the great things we have going on this month. 
proven to be worth the trip from anywhere for over 40 years. Carl Chevrolet, I-35, exit 90, in Ankeny, at The Rock. Your dealer for life, Carl Chevrolet. This year has brought challenges unlike any other. Challenges impacting every one of us in some way. But if there's one thing we can count on, it's that cyclones come together in time of need. Through the Forever True for Iowa State campaign, a historic initiative by the Iowa State University Foundation to raise donations that will benefit every aspect of the university, cyclones everywhere are helping to reach the unprecedented $1.5 billion goal. More than 89,000 donors have given to the campaign thus far, including over 30,000 first-time donors. These gifts total more than $1.35 billion. The campaign, now in its final year, has achieved an amazing amount of success thanks to gifts of every size, and the impact is seen across campus. During these challenging circumstances, the generosity of Iowa State donors is what keeps the heart of campus beating. Learn more at forevertrueisu.com. Cyclone Fanatics, the job world is a competitive place, and at all times you need to dress for success. This is exactly why you should stop into Mr. B Clothing down at 1995 Northwest 86th Street in Clive and see my buddy Tim Sitzman. Now, Mr. B Clothing is a longtime supporter of CycloneFanatic.com, but is also unmatched when it comes to the men's clothing game in Des Moines. The Mr. B staff is friendly, fun, they're very knowledgeable, and trust me, these guys will get you looking good for that next job interview, wedding, or just your everyday wardrobe. When you stop into Mr. B Clothing, be sure to tell them thank you for supporting CycloneFanatic.com. This pony needs a new home. Wild Rose Casino and Resort Jefferson has an exclusive drawing for our VIPs. Earn entries now for your shot at a new Ford Mustang Fastback. But this ride can only go home with select Club Wild members. Check your status today when you play at Wild Rose Casino and Resort Jefferson. You'd rather be here. Must be 21 or older. If you or someone you know needs gambling treatment, call 1-800-BEDS-OFF. Hey, Cyclone fans, it's Chris Williams. You've heard our friends from the Iowa pork producers. They've been coming on here for the last couple of years. I've been telling you guys about them. I've had the great opportunity to meet so many of our state's great pork producers over the last couple of years, and I've learned so much. One thing specifically, I didn't really know this before. I guess I probably should have, but these pigs are raised in environmentally controlled barns. That helps farmers care for the pigs. They protect the pigs from extreme temperatures, predators, you know, all that stuff. It is so high-tech, some of the stuff that our great pork producers are doing, and they're doing it all to feed our world. And, and, don't forget about this, so you can have some of that delicious Iowa pork at your tailgates coming up this fall. From everyone at Cyclone Fanatic, I'm Chris Williams saying thank you to our state's great pork producers. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network is now fueled by the Mississippi River Distilling Company. It is located in Eau Claire, Iowa, and owned by Cyclones. In fact, one of them even used to be Cy. People ask us all the time, how can they help out at Cyclone Fanatic? Well, here's a way. You can pick up a delicious bottle of Cody Road bourbon or the very popular Iowish cream liqueur. Cyclone Fanatic is proud to be fueled by Cody Road. So cheers to our friends at the Mississippi River Distilling Company. And go Cyclones!
Welcome back now to the Cyclone Fanatic radio show presented by Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive on the Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and now 106.3 FM. We're now joined on the program by Matt Miguez from the Raging Review podcast. Matt, I, I came on your guys' show earlier this week, and uh, it, I, I appreciate you being able to, uh, to join us here now on, on the program. Absolutely, Jared. I appreciate you having me. For sure. So we're going to talk a little bit here about uh, the Louisiana Raging Cajuns, and, and obviously you guys are coming off of a, a season that is probably among the, the best in, in your program's history, maybe even – even the best, I, I guess you can give me some more perspective on that. But uh, I guess the first thing that I, I'd like to ask you, and this is, you know, it's, it's been a crazy, you know, last six weeks or so for call everybody in the college football world. But, um, you know, especially when you're thinking about the non-conference scheduling and everything like that, what was kind of the initial vibe from, from Raging Cajun fans when, uh, when you guys saw Iowa State was, was going to be on your schedule this season? Yeah, so last year was actually, it was our best year in school history. Uh, it was our first 10-plus win season ever, and it was the best finish that we've had since 1976 when we went 9-2. and two. Um, And, you know, like you said, you know, unprecedented times with the COVID-19 pandemic. But when I, I can speak on behalf of the fan base as a whole when I say we were excited when we got Iowa State on on the schedule because – you know, the last couple of years, Matt Campbell's really turned your guys' program around. And, you know, you have the you have a standout quarterback in Brock Purdy, great running backs in Brees Hall, you know, one of the one of the better defenses in the Big Twelve, widely regarded as a weaker, you know, defense conference. But yeah, I mean the the fan base was excited. I know I'm excited. It, it's a great opportunity for us to to play some some big competition on a big stage. So how is the um, I guess the vibe of your guys' program changed here in the last couple of years. Billy Napier is going into his his third season at the at the helm. Um, what has he brought to uh, to Louisiana that has 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 made a big difference? And how have you know just how has the general vibe of of Cajun football changed? You know, it, it's kind of a similar situation, Jared, to to Matt Campbell coming into to Iowa State. Billy brought in a, a whole new culture. When, when he came in three years ago, uh, you know, actually the official hashtag, if you will, of the of the program is culture with the UL capitalized. Um, and that, you know, that's kind of been his thing. He kind of changed the the mindset of Louisiana football that we were going to be one of the better G5 teams in the entire country. And he's done that just in a short amount of time. But, you know, I think, I think the biggest thing is we, you know, I, I go back to it, the, just the mentality that he comes to win, and that's exactly what he's done here at Louisiana. I mean, just in the last three years, man, it's been remarkable. For sure. Um, so I, I think the thing that really sticks out the most about uh, Louisiana when you, you look at everything, and not just coming into this year, which I think I expect it to carry over into this year, but I, I know even last year, I think you guys had three team, three runners on the team who had, who had gone for, for more than a thousand yards uh, at some point in their careers. Is, is that just kind of who Billy Napier is as a coach? Is he really just going to try and, and pound the rock as much as he possibly can? Yeah. I mean, I, I think the, the best way to describe Billy Napier's coaching philosophy is, he can he can adapt to his personnel, and obviously when he showed up in 2017, his personnel was 
he had three running backs that could dominate the rock and really run the football with with Elijah Mitchell, Trey Regis, and Raymond Kale. Raymond Kale now a member of the the Los Angeles Rams. But you know, I think that was that was kind of the thing to really focus on where your strengths are. And with the offensive line that we had, you know, two guys that graduated last year are now in the NFL draft, Kevin Dobson and Robert Hunt. It was more of that, you know, stick to what you know, stick to what you're good at. And we've really done that well over the last really four or five years. So the other thing that I think really jumps out to me about this offense is just how good Levi Lewis was last season. I think he was one of two players in the country to throw for more than 3,000 yards, have 25-plus touchdowns and fewer than five interceptions, with the uh, the other one being Justin Fields at Ohio State, who is obviously the, the runner-up for the Heisman Trophy or may finish third. I can't remember for sure. But um, what what does Levi bring to the table? And then I, I listened to uh, our publisher, Chris Williams. He had uh, Jay Walker, the voice of the – of Louisiana football for, for a long time. I'm sure someone that you are well familiar with. Um, he had him on our podcast network yesterday and he talked about going into last season. People really didn't expect Levi to be the quarterback. Uh, what was kind of the, what, what kind of happened there and what, how did uh, last season transpire for him that, and what maybe changed to where now, you know, I, I think that he's probably one of the best group of five quarterbacks in the country. I'll say this, you know, I agree with Jay at the beginning of last year, I know I was I was kind of questioning when was the backup going to get his chance because I just I didn't feel that Levi was the guy, but you know Levi got better week in and week out last year, and like you said he was the one of two quarterbacks in the country to throw for three thousand twenty five and five, but what makes Levi so good is his ability to come into practice every day. He walks in with the mentality of how can I get better today? And I think that that's a huge, huge mindset to have for the quarterback of your program, because in most cases, the quarterback is the leader of your program. So that attitude is kind of infectious. So now after a little while, you've got everybody on the team saying, all right, how can I get better? How can I compete to be the best football player that I can be? And I think that's what happened last year. You know, everybody kind of got a little bit better as the season went on. And, you know, by game 12 and into the conference championship game and bowl game, you know, I, we were really clicking on all cylinders. We just – we kind of um, caught the short end of the straw in the conference championship game against that state. But, yeah, I mean, like like Jay said, at the beginning of the year, everyone was kind of questioning. And just the way Levi grew as a player last year was – was truly something to see. And again, another thing that I think makes him so good is his ability to uh, extend the play with his feet if he has to and make the make the difficult throws, especially on the run. So that's something that um, when we talked to, to Matt Campbell on, on Tuesday, so Iowa State was one of three schools to offer Levi a scholarship right. uh, out of high school. And that was and – I, and I, I'll be completely honest, I – have no idea if they wanted him to be a quarterback or what their uh, intention was. I mean, I know that he's maybe a little bit small to uh, to play the quarterback position in the Big 12, even though that's kind of changed a lot, obviously, in college football just here over the last couple of years. But um, I think that that was maybe the, the perception there a little bit. Uh, but he, he 
really talked about his ability to extend plays and just the fact that when they looked at him in high school, he was an elite athlete that uh, was really dynamic with the football in his hands. And that's the thing that he kind of pinpointed as making their – obviously the offensive line being really good, the, the, the running backs are really good, but it's his ability to extend plays and then be a part of that passing – or that rushing attack as well – that, that actually makes them so dynamic. And that's where I feel like him and, and Brock Purdy, Purdy maybe parallel a little bit because when a couple of years ago when Brock had came into to being the, the quarterback for Iowa State, the two guys that they'd had before him basically were no – were not threats to run the ball in, in any way. And then all of a sudden you've got this kid who comes in against Oklahoma State and he's out there scrambling around. He's out there running for – and high-stepping into the end zone on a 20-something-plus yard touchdown and – uh, and it brought a whole new dynamic to the offense. Is that kind of what you see with, with Levi as well? Absolutely. You know, you, you talked about how he was an elite athlete in high school. He was the Gatorade High School Player of the Year in the state of Louisiana his senior year. Um, but, yeah, Levi's, Levi's game is incredibly dynamic. You know, the, the quarterback that we had before him, Andre Nunez, that was kind of the issue was that Andre couldn't really – extend the play with his feet, which ran into, we ran into some issues with that playing, you know, the faster defenses of the Sunbelt, like App State and Troy and even Arkansas State. So when Levi came in and showed his escapability, that definitely put him over the edge in terms of, in terms of winning the job. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's worked out well for us. And I think that he'll continue to improve and have another standout year this year. All right, so I, I want to transition over to the uh, just the pure traditional running game then, and and there's the two running backs who are who are coming back from last season and Elijah Mitchell and uh, I think it's Trey Regis. I think that's how you you say his name. But uh, um, what it, kind of compare and contrast their games? What uh, what do each of them bring to the table? They're incredibly similar, in my opinion. They're both round and pound north south runners. Um, you know, Trey, one, one thing that Trey does well is he can he, he gets a little elusive in the second level. He makes linebackers miss very well. But I think the big difference between the two is once Elijah Mitchell steps into that second level and gets into the secondary, his breakaway speed is unmatched. If you let him get, you know, a 10, 11-yard carry and he sees some daylight, he's going to find it and he's going to take it, you know, 75 yards to the house. So I think that's the that's the big difference between the two. Uh, Trey's, a, Trey's a little more of a bowling ball. He can really, you know, ground and pound through the line. But uh, you know, if you if you mix and match them like we have, it, it's a it's a running it's a running game that's almost impossible to stop. And that even uh, is expected to add another dynamic this season too. I think with uh, Chris Smith, uh, a sophomore running back. He, He's someone that I think Jay described as a, a pure burner or, or something oh, yeah. along those lines. Is, is someone that just kind of brings elite speed to the table as well with, with those two? Absolutely. You know, Raymond Calais was our guy last year and, and the year before that that we kind of used in that role, you know, short passes out of the backfield and let him use his elusiveness and, and speed to get away. And, you know, it was, a, it was a big blow losing him to the NFL. But now, like you said, we used, we used Chris a little bit last year as a true freshman. And, man, when he, when he stepped on the field, I think just in limited, you know, late, late game situations, I think he ended up with 450 yards and four touchdowns on the year. 
Um, so using using that ability to to really have the speed that Chris Smith has, I think, is going to be a vital of our uh, our running game, especially when defenses are starting to get a little used to Trey and, and Eli. So then the, the offensive line is is also probably the thing that um, gets a lot of attention. Obviously, you, you mentioned the two guys who were in the top four rounds of the NFL draft last year, uh, and you bring back a, a handful of guys as well. But the thing I think that's you know maybe being lost up here a little bit, and Jay mentioned this this yesterday, but that was the uh, tragic, untimely loss of, of their coach DJ DJ Looney uh, early last month. Uh, from what you've heard coming out of the program, what is, you know, what has been the vibe? I guess how have how have those guys dealt with that, and um, how has it sounded like everybody is has adjusted in uh, in life, you know, after that event? Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it's been hard, especially considering that you know it happened at practice. Yeah. And you know the the players watched it happen firsthand. I mean, that's just that's just traumatic. But you know as difficult as it has been for the players to deal with it, they realize that there's still football to be played. Um, and their, their mindset has kind of slowly started to shift back to, to the game. And, you know, I think the offensive line is going to be a huge factor for, for the running game this year. You know, we talked about the two guys that we, we had go to the draft last year, but we get back Cole Prudham who missed all of last year with an ACL tear. Uh, we returned Shane Bala, who was our starting center last year. We have Max Mitchell, who saw some valuable playing time. Osiris Torrance, uh, Jack Harrington's going to be a guy that I think can make an impact this year. So you know, pe- people have really hammered on the offensive line, saying that that could be a concern for this year. And in, in my opinion, I don't. That I think we had guys that were in the second and third strings last year, really step up and make an impact and keep the the train of the offensive line rolling in 2020. If there is a concern on that offense, it probably just from an outsider looking in, and I, I would be interested to know if you agree with me, does it ha- probably have to be that wide receiver room when you look at uh, what you lost plus the, the number of injuries that I think that they'd had oh, yeah. over the offseason? Absolutely. Um, you know, after losing Jared Jackson and Jamarcus Brown, you know, it was kind of already a little bit of a concern. But then when you add in losing four guys for the year, it just makes it that much more of a concern. But again, guys like Peter LeBlanc and Jalen Williams both have experience. Jalen Williams is an LSU transfer. Um, so I think those guys can step up and really make an impact. Pete had a great year last year as a freshman. And then we've got some true freshman talent coming in. You know, Kyron Lacey is a guy that, that I really love. He's a true freshman this year from Thibodeau, Louisiana. We had to fight off, you know, Virginia Tech and Miami, Louisiana Tech, a couple other major schools to get him in Lafayette. I think he's going to be a guy that does well. Dante Fleming from the New Orleans area is another freshman that I think can step up and contribute. And then uh, I might butcher his name, Golden Eke. He is a Oklahoma transfer. He didn't play football to Oklahoma. He ran track and field. Um, but he's a guy that played football in high school, so he knows the game well. I think he could be a guy. He could definitely be a deep threat, you know, especially with his with his breakaway speed that, that he possesses. So, as 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 I feel the running the wide receiver room is a concern. I also have confidence in the young guys that can step up and make an make an impact. 
as much attention as the the offense gets, it's completely understandable when you just look at the the numbers that they put up last season and the guys that they have returning this year. I mean, that defense put up some pretty good numbers as well. It was first in the in the Sun Belt and uh, in scoring defense. I know they were right near the top in in total defense. Um, what can you tell us about the defense? Who are some of the top guys returning? Who are some of the guys that, that people will need to keep an eye on on Saturday? Joe Dillon is going to be one guy that's really going to wreak havoc this year. Uh, you know, in 2016 or 2017, actually, as a, as a freshman, he was a freshman All-American by USA Today, had seven sacks in his freshman year, uh, got hurt in his sophomore year, played through injury most of the season, because of that injury, he missed all of 2018. Last year, he came back in, in limited action, still wasn't 100% healthy. This year is going to be the first time since his freshman season that he is truly 100% healthy. And I think he's going to be just a wrecking crew on that on that left side D end. I think another guy is Chauncey Manack. He lines up right there on the other side, on the on the right side of the line. He's, he's another guy that fought through some injuries over the last couple of years. He's finally fully healthy. And then, you know, linebacker-wise, linebacker, linebacker wise, Lorenzo McCaskill is going to be a guy. He kind, he kind of does a linebacker safety kind of hybrid. Um, Chris Moncrief had a big year last year for us. I think he, he has another one this year. Andre Jones is another guy who can step up. And in the secondary, in my opinion, Percy Butler might be one of the best G5 safeties in the country. Uh, Eric Garer is a, is a shutdown corner. A.J. Washington was a young guy that had a big year last year. Cam Solomon's another safety that can really contribute. So, I mean, yeah, the offense obviously gets talked about more because of the elite numbers that they put up last year. But I, I definitely wouldn't overlook this Louisiana defense in 2020. And as I understand, it's a, a pretty traditional uh, three four type look, isn't it? Yeah, for the yeah. most part. Yeah, yeah. Three four, and and occasionally we drop in one of our linebackers to make it somewhat of a four three. But yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was thinking. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you taking some time to to come on the show with us, and uh, I'm I'm really excited for for Saturday. I think it's going to be a heck of a football game, and uh, I wish you guys could could get up to Ames and and get the full experience of uh, of everything because it's a it's a pretty special environment when. Uh, when Jack Tri Stadium gets rocking and the tailgate lots are are completely full, but we'll make the best of it anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to it, Jared. Appreciate it. All right, I just want to give everybody one last run through of of everything we've got coming here at Cyclone Fanatic in the next couple days, leading up to game time at 11 a.m. on Saturday morning at Jack Tri Stadium. Tomorrow morning, Friday, we will be dropping our staff picks, so you can find out who our Cyclone Fanatic staff members are picking in Saturday's game between the Raging Cajuns and the Cyclones. That should be up sometime early Friday morning, as well as uh, Rob Gray's advance of the game. And uh, those are always must-reads, as anybody who has read Rob Gray's writing knows full well. And then, Saturday morning, three and a half hours before kickoff time, so at about 7.30, uh, Chris Williams will be doing CF Game Day, presented by the Iowa Clinic in the Iowa Clinic Men's Center. He'll be going through, taking some fan questions and all that kind of stuff, doing a little bit of an interactive type thing on all of our social medias. Uh, so be sure to check that out. And then at 8 o'clock right here on 1460 KXNO and now 106.3 FM will be the CF Tailgate Show, powered by our friends at Iowa Pork. That'll be me and Jeff Woody. Uh, and then for the first time ever, you'll be able to get that right there on our podcast network 
York at 8 o'clock Saturday morning. At halftime of Saturday's game, be sure to check out the Cyclone Fanatic Halftime Show with Chris Williams and Brett Meyer. That's, that's sponsored by Centurion Stone, our friends here on this program from Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive, and then our friends at Fairway uh, and Fairway Meat and Grocery. And then, of course, after the game, you've got our instant reaction with Chris Williams, from Carl Chevrolet and then the Carl Chevrolet CF postgame report. That'll be me and Rob Gray up there from the press box in Ames at Jack Trice Stadium with all of our final thoughts and give you a little bit of a rundown of everything Matt Campbell had to say after the game. Want to give one last quick thanks to Matt Miguez for joining us on the program and giving us some insight on the Raging Cajuns. Also want to give a shout out to our friends in Nebraska Furniture, Martin Clive, and of course, the great, the legendary, the man, the myth, the legend. Tim Mullen. He's been doing this thing as long as I have, uh, probably uh, actually maybe even longer. Um, and we truly appreciate Tim for all of his, appro- uh, his, uh, his, uh, contributions to the program over the years and, uh, and everything that, that he does for us here at Cyclone Fanatic. And then of course, thanks to Chris and Brent for handling the second segment of the show. And, uh, we will talk to you guys again right here Saturday morning at eight o'clock on the Cyclone Fanatic tailgate show powered by Iowa Pork, me and Jeff Woody. And then, of course, we'll talk to you again right here next week, 6 to 7 on a Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and now 106.3 F.